Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's our first podcast for 2017. I'm here with the Evil One, Evil Ed. And I'm here with the man. Right, the man. How, how, how are you going to describe him? Mr. Mini Bike, Mr. Bonanza, Mr. Mini Moto. I call him the man. Dave Miller. Dave's here with us in the garage tonight. Dave, welcome. Thank you. So folks, uh, it's been a little while. SEMA Show 2016. Ed and I visited you for a little while. And then we've been on a little bit of a hiatus until this weekend, Ed, where we all met up over at uh, Max Swap Meet yep. down in Norwalk. Yeah. Now, I've been to one, two, three Max Swap Meets. This is probably the best one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Too bad it rained on the original day. So you had to... Yeah, it was the week before, right? Yeah, that's what that is. I thought it was a parole board. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, no, no, he, he couldn't rent the porta potty that day. <laughs> well, when I went over there, it was that's the thing about Max that's cool is you know you're going to see the usual suspects, yeah. right? So I show up there, you're there. Shit, you were there the day before, right? Yeah, I helped him set up. You're such a what a good guy. You're was it big? Friend. Yeah, it was all right. Just, Does he got a bunch more stuff? It's the same. I was there maybe two years ago. And it's the same. But you know what I noticed that was different is that many folks, myself included, they set up too. So Yeah, like, there was a lot of those guys. There. Yeah. Um, Mac was walking around with his hand out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to hook Mac up. Uh, but what was nice was that you got to see the, the commerce, or in this case, kind of the lack of. I've been talking about doing a swap meet, as you recall. Right. And I was talking to Ian and um, his dad, who were exhibiting at the... Uh, at the swap meet, and they had a nice little they had a little area. Going. They had a little something for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Charles, I think, was there. Uh, NDB, he bought a pipe. Uh, I bought a billet head that, that Jake Moe made me aware of that Ian had from that Briggs. In fact, I think the Briggs, yeah, this. I bought a, a billet head because D kicked my ass drag racing at Tucson. We'll talk he about did. that. Sorry. What's who's about that guy's name? Jake Moe. Jake Moe. Oh, he is that one of his projects? Yes. Yeah, that guy's got some skills. Uh, I hope that we may hear from him a little bit later on. I'm sure he'll be elated to hear that coming from you. But this bike, Dave, is Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with this. In fact, we used it for the for the shirt image for yeah. the event this year. But it was good to see that he was letting uh, folks kind of spread out some product. And there were some cool bikes there and some cool parts. But no one was really buying. And that's where I wonder, and I wondered out loud with Emmanuel, because, you know, he helps me with a lot of this stuff. As I expand Joe's Mini Bike Reunion with the event, I thought, hey, it'd be cool to do just a swap meet. Just a swap meet. So if I go through all this where you, you know, you, you stick your time, effort, and energy out there and you, you get a place and you promote it, you can get people to come to sell their stuff. There's plenty of guys that'll Most pull out some parts. Most of the guys just want to hang out and look anyway. Well, yeah, but I do think, though, if you promote it as a swap meet, that they're expecting to sell some stuff. Well, yeah, you got to bring something to sell. So I just worry, and I don't know that... that max event is the only gauge to use as a barometer but i really wonder because we are a cheap crowd we were just talking about that earlier you know there's very very few guys that'll step up but we'll get on to a little bit of that later um you have been you, you walked in today and you said that you were uh, you you felt shitty and you were grumpy what's going on because i what's new <laughs> i don't know was today just a typical monday though uh my shoulder's been cramping up Maybe lifting too much stuff, thinking I'm... It's getting political already, huh? <laughs> Cramping up, <laughs> thinking, you know, I'm 30 years old and I'm like 60. Yeah, I felt like that. Trying to lift it. 61. 
Oh. Uh, uh, hey, you know, next Tuesday. I had been telling people that I was going to. I, I had been telling people I was going to be fifty nine. For really? for a year, and my wife, my wife's like, "You're fifty seven. It's like, Jesus <laughs> I Christ! That, I did that when I was fifty eight. And I felt, Dave, like I just got two years of life back. Uh-huh. So I'm fifty seven, gonna be fifty eight. You're just like a couple a couple months ago. I jumped off the tailgate of my truck and destroyed my freaking knee. You know, it's like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> so you're just feeling the Monday uh, blues, the little wear and tear from being a sixty year old old guy. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know what it. You is. look good. Did you do the beard? The beard looks, you know, it looks like you got like a podcast beard going, like you did the beard. (laughs) (laughs) If it was raining, you'd be all frizzy. Hey, speaking of the rain, we got it. We've had it. These poor guys. In fact, there's some guys in Detroit listening. Shout out to all my guys back in Detroit. In fact, there's some folks are getting together uh, and having a few folks over to watch. Uh, I think Jeremy's one of the guys. Uh, It's cold back there. It's real cold. Like, real cold back there. So we got our garage door open. We got a little rain. That ain't nothing compared to what the rest of the U.S. is going through. So we went to Max. We went to the SEMA show. We had a little fun there. I got to ride Frankenstein. I was the last guy out, out. on the SEMA cruise, which is nice. really cool, Dave. I, and I know you're a car guy, right? Yeah. SEMA show is something that I've got to, I've got to have you join us. We ever brought out Rat Bastard and the drag bike or any of the bikes, for that matter, that you've 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 built. Well, we'll to do the that show. in the truck that they need to ride in, and that's in progress right now. That's, oh, good. And if we uh, can help you with anything for the truck as you build that up, let us know. We've got a few connections over there. Hey, uh, Ed, um, you also had talked about maybe uh, changing uh, moving situations. Are you you still thinking about doing a little switch? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You're going to go rebel on well, us. What's the plan? Well, you know the. My landlord, his mother owned the house, right? Yep. Okay, well, she died. But there was no will left to him, the house. So it's going to go in probate. So after probate ends, he's going to sell the house and the property. So I have to get out. You got, what, a year? Yeah, maybe. All right, so Ed's looking for. But he raised the rent, like, quadruple of what i was paying mm-hmm. and i told him no i can't pay that no not because you know who you are yeah he should be paying you uh, yeah <clears throat> you him, give you well so between now and a year ed's looking for a somewhat affordable motor home yeah not an rv home. a motor a home. motor home i've Something seen with some, a big but... block 440 dodge in it uh, or kind of two 454 454 big block okay something yeah southern california so if you know anybody and it's got to be a good deal because he's going to be living in it. And then we'll take that on the road. We'll shoot our podcast from your, your rolling living room. Yeah, me and my dog. You know it's got to have a new Spees Hacker downdraft booth in it. And yeah, 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 yeah. Mill. Do all that shit. Yeah. You know a guy. I just turned down a little shop that had a booth in it already. Where was that? Over by my buddy's... Uh, uh, in the valley? Can we mention the name? Mad Dog. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but you'll know I, when it's right. I, 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 I didn't want it because... It's the location is in between certain things that I don't like that are going on. Prostitution so, and drugs? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So, yeah. Well, um, Ed, I know that you'll find success. And if not, you still got the place for a year. We'll blow up. Well, I got time deals year, to work at, you yeah. know, everything. So it's not that bad. Good. Uh, I want to welcome some of the folks from GoPowerSports.com. I got a call from a guy. His name was Bob. I think we may have come to us via our friends over at uh, East Coast Mini Bikes. 
So he called and left a message. He had heard about the podcast and he wanted to get involved and give away some products. And knowing that many guys have different bikes, we asked him just to give us some gift certificates. So he came up with like uh, four $50 gift certificates. And uh, we're going to give some of these away. And uh, I've already got a ton of questions. So those of you who are listening to the podcast or watching, if you'd like, just go ahead and fire off some questions. And at the break or before the break, we'll have a chance to read some of them. And uh, Just remember the questions are for Dave, not for me. <laughs> I bet there'll be a couple. No, 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 no. It's Hollywood Squares, ah, man. Well, I know I could change that. I just give him a fifty dollars certificate for questions for you. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but really, and, and I'm sure many, many, many of you, because I've heard from many of you leading up to the uh, podcast that Dave uh, was going to be on, and I know that there's a lot of excitement. And actually, that's why I'm kind of stalling a little bit to give you folks a chance to join us here on Facebook Live. Many guys like us, Ed, are old, and Facebook it doesn't just come to them magically. So I said, <laughs> ask your son or your kid or your neighbor's kid how to get to Facebook Live and go to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. And I'm sure we only got half of them. So thanks for those of you who uh, listened to the podcast last year. We did 13 episodes. 13, I think. I think yeah. yeah, thank you. You did a good job. In fact, many people like you more than me. And it's kind of pissing me Ed off because I'm the host. But <laughs> I'm the Ed on that man. same token, Ed I don't man. care. It's like, uh, So thank you for a great year last year. Uh, yeah, and yeah. we've got a good year planned. Kicking it off with Dave, which we'll get into momentarily. Our next podcast and we'll give you the date for that. I think it's the first part of March. We're having the return of two guests that had been here before, both oh, Charles Mini Drag Bike, shoot. along with Brian from F&D. Going to have to have a referee for that one. No, they're, it's, it's all <laughs> kumbaya. And, and they're, 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 they're joining. Well, you saw what happened when we went down to Anna Street. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. No, I, it was Karab. That's right. Yeah, it was Karab. And we have the video for that. We'll, we'll show that later. No, no, no. I, I think there's, a, there's some good bromance going on there in a good way. They've gone from breaking each other's balls constantly to, to combining forces. And they're also going to be bringing in another person. It's uh, George from GT. And the three of them are going to take apart. I've got a Predator uh, six and a half horsepower engine, and we're going to go phase one, phase two, phase three, and phase Charles, <laughs> and we'll show uh, folks how to do basic hop ups of a Predator. We we kind of picked the Predator because it's just as we talked about, Dave. It's so affordable, and and everybody can get them for ninety nine bucks or whatever. Small block Chevy of lawnmower racing. Oh, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're going to take one of those apart together. So I thought it would be fun because you know the deal. Charles is going to be in there like the lead bull, and Brian's going to push him out of the way to show him how That's he thinks I said, he should we're going to need a referee. And meanwhile, though, George is going to be doing all the work. So you know you know it's going to happen. And we're going to try to uh, – we, both of us will try to figure some method of this madness while they're doing that so these guys can have a chance to actually learn something. But we're going to do that, and then we, it's open. So if you have any suggestions about other folks you'd like to hear on the podcast, by all means, do that. Dave, um, thanks again for joining us for the podcast. Uh, sorry for the long delay in getting to you, but you know, nah. when I, when you got Evil Ed here, you got to. Yeah. Everybody wants pleasure. to know what's up with Evil Ed. Uh, tell I me don't how know why. how is it that as we approach our fifties, sixties, that mini bikes still consume so much of your focus and and capture so much of of, of what you love to do. Why? What is it about the mini bikes? Um, you know, it's just the motor hook. I think you know when we were kids, we, you know, we we pushed each other around in red wagons, making motor noises, and we strapped a motor to a red wagon. Of course, with patented stagecoach handling, which you know, unsafe <laughs> at any speed. I still got scars from that one. That was not good. But uh, you know, 
that kind of cool and fun just never goes out of style. I mean, it's, it's what I say about hot rodding, you know, two things that, you know, cool never goes out of style and, and hot rodding, there is no wrong way. You know what? You want the motor in front of you and back you next to you on top of you with you on your, you know, it, it all works, you know, see you on the line kind of deal. So it, if it's motorized, you know, the, somebody has asked me in the restaurant the other day, uh, you know, about the Super Bowl, and I go, that's baseball, right? You know, and they go, all right, and they go, your guy's not, you know, sticking ball. I go, nah, I don't have a spark plug in it. I don't care about it. Although that was pretty good that last quarter, watching them guys come back from toilet down. You know, I, I, I swear, it's it's actually kind of, it, it's eerie. I was thinking about it, as I sometimes do, you know, some of the questions you want to ask your guests. And one of the interesting things about these podcasts, as I said, is it's not like a, a written-out interview. You kind of just wing it. And one of the easiest questions is, hey, you know, what did you do this weekend? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Right. But it's like, you know what? That's not a Dave Miller question about the Super Bowl. So it's funny that you bring that up. And I guess the thing about it is you, because you can do anything with the engine and you can do anything with a build, it, it's not dated. So it continues right. to keep your interest, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and you can try stuff, whack job stuff. You know, what if I put this pipe one into three? What if I make it four inch diameter? Does it, you know, everything has an effect. It's all combination stuff. You know, motors... We're old-time, long-time motor guys. We still build hundreds of two-stroke pipes with two-stroke pipe tuning, and that's the whole science. Few guys left that ever understood it, I think, or still do it, and we kind of do it daily. You know, and all motors are the same. You know, everything's a frequency and a pressure and a heat cycle, so that's what's bitching about a $98 six-horsepower pretty damn efficient piece overhead valve you can field strip that thing in five minutes you can grind the cam and we've done this recently in the bench grinder you know <laughs> you take some of the base circle off the thing you know put some lap put a lash cap on it now you got more lift yeah you know so it's just they're fun and then you go and run it again you go you know pre-tachometer or speedometer or now you got gps on your phone look it's a mile an hour faster sure you know yeah so it's you know you get instant results it's instant gratification you want instant gratification get yourself a 98 buck motor and a good set of files and put the speedo app on yeah, your iphone and exactly. you're good to go well you know what it's an alternative too because we always talk about the fact that mini bikes are cool because they're kind of affordable you can get into them yeah but you're also like anything else because they come from that 60s era that 70s era that muscle car era, there's that collectability. Right. And the folks that desired to have those mini bikes and those cars at the time, they're now at a point where they've got a few extra bucks and they want them. And it's screwing everything up because unlike the $99 six and a half horsepower Predator, folks remember these, the four horsepower Tecumsehs. And you get to a point where you get one like this, especially one that's been done with the talent of a guy like you and, and has nice accessories like this, but now you go from a $99 <laughs> power plant to a four five, yeah. $600 filling out a credit app. Dave, the Kickstarter alone, someone was asking four or 500 oh, bucks yeah. for it. So, so in the spirit of mini biking, mm -hmm. which is the affordability, it's nice to have access to those predators sure. in a world where if this was our only way to go and, and, and hold these, whether it's the, whether it's the pull starter or the carburetor, if you've got any of these old engine parts, keep them because they're going up. Uh, I saw on Craigslist today some guy had a Bonanza frame, no engine. Two hundred bucks, right? Like, no, nine hundred bucks. Oh Christ! I saw one for two hundred. You $200. can blame all that on me. All them prices tripled when I started selling stuff. Nine hundred <laughs> bucks for a piece of junk. Well, you you brought up Bonanza. Uh, you have um, obviously, if there's any 
single person or image that's been the face of Bonanza, at least as I've been a part of this hobby, it's been you. Uh, talk a little bit about how you got into that Bonanza world and what, if you could take us from your initial works there and up to what you're doing now, because I see that you still have, I think you could buy a Dave Miller custom Bonanza mini bike online I saw for like $9,000. So obviously there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's there's all level. Like I was saying, fill out a credit app at the door. We're probably some of the only guys that do that on a 40-year-old yeah. mini bike. And yeah. it's, you know, museum piece or certain stuff that was very rare that we have a lot of background on. Um, I just want to say, you know, what we sell is Dave Miller Concepts parts. Some of them just happen to fit cool old mini bikes. Thank you, you know, for clarifying that. For all kinds of stuff. So the name is really irrelevant, especially, you know, things that have transpired in recent time. But where it came from is, like I said, we were racer kids. So, you know, as soon as we got something that ran, we wanted to see how fast we'd go on a straight line. Then we wanted to see if we could slide it. Then we wanted to see if we could jump it. Then if we want to see if we could slide it, jump it, and go in a straight line, and then time it, see how fast we did that. And when it missed a turn or the front wheel wouldn't stick, we started solving the problems. Oh, you know, we jump it now. Foot peg broke because it's too thin. Take the metal shot, make a thick foot peg. Oh, that's good. So now we land too hard and the swing arm bends. So we guts at the swing arm. So all that evolution now is called uh, CRF 450 with digital process, fuel injected, everything. <laughs> and all these scars on my hands and on my legs and my neck and my x-rays. That me and about 50 of my friends that are still doing it is that, that largely R &D. the evolution yeah. of modern dirt bikes is came from there but in the early days so you know we we go as far as we could my brother's an old drag racer he's a pretty slick guy and he had guys that said hey take the head gasket out so i did that and we got to a point where i was pretty good and then you know all of a sudden we stumble onto somebody's got a go-kart with a mccullough on it you know early chainsaw engine we go oh listen to that thing look at that thing wow, that's fast so we get one of those i'm not saying how and we <laughs> we bolt that on there and we go okay this is a new deal so now we're perfecting our craft so to speak, at uh, way higher rates of speed. Stuff's happening a lot faster, and we're getting pretty good at controlling it. So, How fast were you guys going at that time, Dave? Because at well, the time, how old were you guys? I remember when I was 13, I was on the railroad tracks in Buena Park where the 5 and the 91 and all that crap crossed. Oh, yeah. And I know I was 13 because somebody left a, a D8 backhoe there and showed me you could start to pull the... <laughs> pull a dipstick out and start it the ignition with the dipstick so we did that and ran away and the next day we came back and it was running and so we got in and started pushing on levers well there were 70 trains come through there a day i they still do by my house same tracks uh, a couple miles down and i waited on two of those today so <laughs> we uh accidentally took out about 40 feet of track with this thing when trains are going to, you know, so sure. that was a big, I remember that was like 13 cops came. We, we saw the cops come and we ran, we were five miles away, hiding in a bush under a rug behind a car. And the cop goes, he's like this big. He goes, and we go back over there. He told us we got to come over there. So anyway, but on those railroad tracks, I remember, you know, within a couple of weeks that my buddy brother had a funny kid, Clark Thingwall. Came, uh, funny name, Great came, name. To, came to <laughs> fifth grade in the middle of the year. They put him right next to me. We looked at each other, and it was the weirdest thing. Recess in 10 minutes, went out, started to talk to him. This kid, turns out, was born September 28th, 1955, 3.01 in the morning, the exact time as me and date. Wow. Yeah. 
And me and this guy were like this instantly. His brothers, I'm telling you, were Bo and Luke Duke. They'd move here from Kentucky. Their dad ran the longshoreman, big old drunk dude, gnarly guy. And these guys, a good-looking kid with Cougar XR7, oh, yeah. with wheel well headers. And, I mean, these guys were sure, cool. Yeah. But he had a Bonanza 1100, right, spring front, rigid rear, yep. 820 West Bend on it. Oh. So he, he was cool, that he kid. He went, he joined the the uh, Coast Guard or something. So the weekends he was gone, we got that, and I got these forearms from pulling it, sure. you know, and yeah. breaking ropes and figuring out that finally we got that thing running. When it was 65 mile an hour speed limit, right next to the 91 freeway, I could sit on the railroad tracks, watch like a Corvette guy come and go, he knew what I was up to, no helmet or nothing. Nail the thing when he's about 50 feet, already going 65, I'd hear him jump on it and leave him. Leave them. So these things went over 70. An evil wheelie in sideways, yeah, fast. I mean, no helmets. You said it no, just shorts no. like you showed up today. Which, nah, no one wore a helmet. Which yeah, I man. can't. Today I don't test in my parking lot without. I don't like the noise. I don't like the wind. Thank you for that. My hair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, the gear is everything. But uh, at Elsinore TT in 1972 in my Bonanza McCullough with slip clutch, dual alcohol carburetors, the good six cubic inch engine with the tuned cart pipe the short one for the long straightaway uphill thing yep. chp dude brought the first it was like the first cell phone it was the first radar oh yeah it was the, about as big as he had the table. luggage and he goes man if they knew i had this i would be so in jail because his buddy was a john sprago had a rickman westlake triumph that was unreal fast and this was a 700 foot straightaway that went up and over all clay the best tt track ever awesome saturday night under the lights and they he was timing everybody sprague was the fastest at 78 on that rickman over the top yeah that's bad guy Spike. was my high school buddy stevie hines it's good looking surf cat with a k&n champion 250 dt1 on blends all gold label nitro bad yeah. m he was a pro he was, he a... was 74 Ooh. my mccullough bonanza i was next Ahead of all the 125 Pro, Trick, Yamahas, Green Street, Kawasaki's at 72 miles an hour. Oh. <laughs> How did you stop those bikes, Dave? What did you use for well, brakes? Well, we used to say, you know, Just the brakes were off. so bad, you'd push down so far to get the thing to work that your toe would drag on the ground. That's what actually stopped so really, you. Yeah. But what we did is we had a bunch of cool stuff. We're hanging around the go-kart track, so we knew about, or the go-kart shop was about... Orange County Kart grew up there. A guy Nick Adams, genius to this day. First tuned exhaust guy had power valve McCullough engines, water cooled McCullough engines. I'm talking about yeah. 60s. Serious. Yeah, this guy time. had it down. Sure. And wouldn't tell me this is how it works. He would make me think it. He goes, So if this funnel goes like this on the pipe and you're feeling this and you change it to this and now you're feeling that, what do you think's going on in there? taught me how to read a degree wheel what open and what yeah, close and cool. now what's going on now where's the rod where's the leverage angle of the crank when the piston is this far from the pressure cycle before the exhaust you know all this theory yeah, tech stuff, stuff. guys ask me today i want to build motors like you i'm gonna make pipes like you i'm gonna make i go here's what you got to do i don't care if you want to do your chick like me you have to understand the parts all of them what does what temperatures frictions why this thing's this long not this long why that you know bearings have eight balls in them not 10 then you can start you know it's it's you got to know the parts everyone says oh my buddy ported the cylinder but i need you to make a pipe did he send a print well no he doesn't know nothing about pipes well then he don't know nothing about cylinders you know yeah one I leads mean, to the other and Ed, you would appreciate yeah. that you know you've you it's get like your hands. camshafts and intake links and all i've been working on four strokes as long as two strokes you know this stuff is not new to me like i said you know, i had seven brothers 
and my second one, John, who's dead now, unbelievable fiberglass guy, really clever dude. He was original funny car guy. They had a Volkswagen flip body fiberglass oh, yeah. called Dur Hemi Kraut, 96-inch wheelbase, Hemi-powered. Uh, something else people don't know about me. When I was 16, he worked at a speed shop, and they wanted me. They they saw me ride my mini bike around out back by the railroad tracks, and that guy goes, we need that dude to that drive. That guy's our, got balls. I drive a car. dragster. So yeah. I, I had my – I was – I did the quarter pass, half pass, three quarter pass on a junior fuel nitro dragster, injected small block. <laughs> the three quarter pass was 177. The drive line broke. That was sitting over the rear end, old school slingshot yeah, stuff at Orange County. Suicide and, seat, uh, man. And so I didn't make the full pass or I would have had my fuel license, you know, which wow. you know, who knows what would have happened then. But, uh, but you know, but uh, yeah. You're just like, well, you're a natural for it, Dave. I mean, it's I, a motor feel thing. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, I can go through this motor. I can go through the carburetor, feel a signal when the valve opens, the overlap of the cam, what's happening with the, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just a funny yeah, thing. Yeah. You're programmed you know, for it. it. You just mess with it so much. And then, like I say, once you understand the parts, you start degreeing stuff and watch where, you know, uh, when the crank's in a certain part of the rotation where the, the piston is in the bore, a different rod length will put that crank in a different thing with the pressure cycle the same. So what does that do? It's a mechanical advantage. You stroke it, you move the pin, it moves easier first. So that's why it does this, but it don't rev because it won't swing around. As you know, all yep. this stuff. It's just, it's a it's, theory, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm not a high school graduate. I, I got a certificate of completion because I always had a broken leg from night race and motorcycles in PE, which I set eight uh, physical fitness records <laughs> and came up two credits short. <laughs> so I decided I'm I'm not I'm not going to graduate. Well, I don't you know, think I don't that care. certificate held you back. In yeah, any but way. It, you know, so that's just kind of a little side note. I recommend you get education as much as you can, especially now you want to know something if you want to be a good welder fabricator something go to a trade school a fab school go right after what you want to do and then you go okay now i can weld now i need to know why this steps right here then steps again right there okay go work for a motor guy <laughs> yeah then you can weld and get the steps right so you're a big advocate then of uh, getting involved if you could with whatever options are available either in high school or college and then oh, maybe yeah. some of these vocational schools yeah. like there's the Wyotech and there's lincoln and uh, that stuff's all great yes and oh, then getting yeah. some experience with guys that are actually in the business yeah. right um uh, well we can actually probably do a show and i mean this <laughs> about ways that you can guide folks that have a genuine interest that's beyond riding a mini bike and actually learning about right engines but it goes way beyond that because it's not as if you just have uh, earned your place mastering engines whether they're two strokes or four strokes or four cycle or you've your complete bike and your your bike well, we've done that because it's the application it's back to the problem solving deal okay you know like i said it's like uh uh, the new bike that I just prototyped for the Go-Kart 2 SA guy, the thing they call a American Flyer X, the AFX. It's it's largely a race bike out of the crate. The rake, the trail on the fork, this has got hydraulic fork, you know, real suspension, hydraulic suspension backs, longer wheelbase, and, you know, the, the center of gravity and all that, the seating position, how it turns in, it's fun. We ride it on our good, what we call mini bikes are like we take... Uh, We've done almost 500 of them now in 10 years. As uh, I think Ed saw me race it one night, CR85 with the bigger wheels. Take oh, yeah, the yeah. XR100. We got this kick-ass Stroker 148 
we've been welding up those XR seventy five cylinder heads and building cams and crap for a thousand years to you know because that's one Beef of the up. best engines ever yeah. made. That's a greatest little motor and, and it's Honda, which is you know the best stuff on the planet. And uh, that's what we call a mini bike. And now we're riding this new thing, testing it on those tracks and can fly. Now that that bike, what did you say that bike retails for? For example, I think what they're suggested build out on that thing is about 22 2300 okay you know yeah uh the bike that captured a lot of attention was the run in fact thank you for the pleasant surprise when you rolled up at the reunion <laughs> you rolled up with uh that half bagger <laughs> and yeah that thing was bad <laughs> now uh i believe dave as we were talking and i know that i was going crazy at the show and you were busy talking to folks that bike is also advertised on Go-Karts USA, I believe. And that's a bike that folks can not only purchase, but is there talk of that being street legal? It depends on where you're at. There's there's definitely ways of street legal of it because two things. Can first you talk all, a little bit about the bike first, the the bike, and then maybe talk about uh, the ability to maybe get that thing street legal? Yeah, actually, I just I just rode it this weekend. My my buddy who has 1,100 bikes at it has bought a lot of mini bike stuff. Brad Boyle Motorsports had a, a big shin dig down. Did you there. say 1,100? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got three 6,500 square foot buildings stuffed. I mean, they're bolted to the walls. You're walking through them like this. He's got every mini bike, everything ever he, he's made. He's got pretty time. good selection. I've, there's there's 32 total Bonanza Fun wow. Products pieces, wow. and he's got 26 of them. The ones he won't get are the ones there was only a few of. The 100cc full-size motorcycle, I have the only existing one left. There was only two. Me and Joe Granatelli had those. The 125 Saks-powered MX full-size motorcycle, Brad Lackey had one. I had one. There was a Zundaf one. I have the only surviving sax one, uh, and he won't get those, and he's even offered. He don't say how much. He says, bring it. And I said, no, no, bring it. Like like the wizard, I gave you that picture of yes, the wizard. Yes, oh, my God. Yeah, it's 50000 Yeah. Well, you know, just looking at that, the stock. paint job alone looked like it Thing was $20,000. 66 pounds. Um, so tell us about that half bagger because that was the talk of the show. Uh, the half bagger, uh, it started out as a joke. <laughs> me and my buddy Davey Carlson, who is probably the most famous Bonanza race guy, me, Jeff Ward, and him wore the Bonanza wrecking crew in 70 and 71 at the first World Minis. We, we rode all the age classes, respectively, on the MX bikes. And uh, Davey and I went to this. Uh, I'm building a, I got a CB project, 750 thing that's pretty trick and a Harley deal. So we went to the at the Anaheim Convention Center, the what's the chopper show, the big evil Hell's Angel one? Um, I don't know. I was. They have it every year. It's you know. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, you remember? Easy it? Rider. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, the Easy Rider show. And uh, we went there. And we walk in. And we go, what is this freak show? We seen these things with hula hoops for front wheels and dragging on the ground. Bang, and I went. You know, I went, I said, what is this? And I go, <laughs> Davey looks at me, I go, he's behind me, isn't he? There's like a 350-pound chain wallet Mexican, you know, that owned this thing. He's, this guy, I started talking to him, and he, he realized I wasn't a total white boy. I, you know, and I knew some stuff. And uh, he said he had $80,000 in the paint. Wow. It had yeah. like skulls, millions of skulls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 3D and coming out at you. I can, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. we went, you know, I went That's to, one end to of the it, right? shop. And, and this is Dave Javu, I call it. The kid that works with the kid, he's almost my age, but one of the most talented. I like talented, that, Dave Javu. That's a good the one. The most talented, yeah, because 
if I think it, like I go, we got, we need a Hodaka. We need, we, we need a Hodaka motor for this thing. Cause you feel By it, the right? end of the day, Don't seven or 10 of them, just guys drive up, you know, Hey, I was cleaning up my garage. You want any of this stuff? It's three Hodakas. You know, it's, it, I mean, it's, it just happens, uh, repeatedly meant to be. <laughs> and so, uh, I was telling Paul about this, these baggers, these huge big wheel baggers, and they're backwards. The, the dimensions of the triple clamps are on the wrong side. And I was asking the guy, how is this thing just totally, how do you ride it over 10 miles an hour? He goes, oh, they're pretty good. I think, you know, the bag scrape, so that keeps it from falling over or something. But anyway, <laughs> the next day, I'm getting in the mail comp bagger magazines, <laughs> you know? And they got these things, so we're like, we're going, oh, and he's, he's me and him shape. He's the glass guy. You know, he builds all my glass stuff. Oh, my God, and he's a whiz shaper, and he's an artist. And uh, famous guy, Kenny Youngblood, you've heard oh, of him. Oh, sure, I've got a nice Paul drawing Paul grew up with Kenny. Kenny's a personal friend of mine. Yeah, I have and a Paul, drawing here And somewhere. Kenny, Kenny said, I had to run him off, man. He's better than me. I can't oh, show him nothing I do. Can't show him how I make statement. eyeballs look at you or none of that. He can smoke me. You know, so anyway, Paul, and he's just, oh, shucks, you know. Kind the talented of, guy. of a guy, huh, Dave? Yeah. yeah, and he's a great guy, and uh, we have a lot of fun. But anyway, he goes, I really, you know, I go, what do you think is great? So he got some foam outside. By the end of the day, we had cardboarded up one of these things, and we took the little badass frame that Go Karts USA sells as a kit. Love that. And I chopped the front off it and just, just tacked some square tube in the neck. I said, about here, the forks. We I went online, the next day I had a 17-inch Tomos moped wheel just to mock it with. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 17. our real one has the top fuel million buck yeah. Tony Schumacher wheel on it. You know, so we got the, you know, that's how we do it. Right now, we can, you know, it's what, shoot from the hip fab, man. We just nice. get the MIG gun out, start cutting and tacking, <laughs> you know, and then we'll jig it later and square it all up. If it looks like good, we'll, we'll make it real. So, and I mean, by the end of the week, he had uh, kitty litter mold, we had a set of bags, full front fender, lower fairing tank, all stretched seat. That thing was neat, man. Fun going, doing it, too. It's yeah. hard. Just look at the look and in it your face. just the, the Predator motor in it. You okay. Know? Uh, actually. Uh, the six and a half horsepower? Yeah. Not the Predator. had what Al sells, which he calls his a. Okay. The Blue Printer or whatever. Uh, he's got his own brand. Uh, he's going to kill me for not knowing it right well, now. Oh, we remember. Really? Al, we're talking about Go-Kart USA, guys. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, you've you've heard us uh, mention that there were some uh, bikes that Dave had designed that are available for sale, but there's a variety of other bikes up there. In fact, there's a, it's a supermarket of yeah. parts up there. Um, yeah. I knew, is it the Go-Kart USA that always had those little small ads everywhere when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, I, saw, I told them, I go... <laughs> Al, you need to work on this, man. It looks like a ransom note. You know, I don't know what I'm, it just, you know, it's, you start in one thing and then it takes off and the bigger lettering and different pictures and you go, and then you find it again over here. He's got so much stuff. He has yes. everything. He you know? has, uh, you know, it, 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 that's why I use the word super uh, market or super story. It yeah. seems like he's got a bunch and, uh, you know, it's it's a challenge to put everything. If you got a if you got a burger and fry menu, that's one thing. But if you've got a pretty yeah. deep menu like he does, that website is, yeah. um, it's a task, but uh, it's fun <laughs> to go through it because I was literally, I was amazed. There's even a section on that site where it's like Ask Dave, where folks get a chance to. Uh, yeah, that's ask... what he said. I didn't know that, but I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was looking through there one day. I go, hey, I want to ask this guy something. I go, hey, he's got the same email as me. Let's yeah, it looks a little bit like me. Gee, uh, <laughs> the, the silhouette. Uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, Jeremy Williams from Detroit. Uh, hey, Jeremy, thanks uh, for the time. He wants to ask the man, Dave, what is that favorite bike that you own? And what bike do you wish 
you could own now if you could find it. So what bike in your current stable is your favorite? And is there a bike out there that you don't have your mitts on that you've always wanted or that has eluded you? Those are a couple good questions. Thanks, Jeremy. In fact, Jeremy, as a result, we're going to give you our first $50 gift certificate from our friends at GoPowerSports.com. It's a $50 coupon. It's redeemable uh, within 12 months. Um, I'll make a little note with you uh, offline, and we'll get that out to you. So congratulations, and thanks again to GoPower Sports. Which one is your favorite in the current stable, Dave? Um, well, I don't own a lot of them. You know, I, I build a lot of them, and, I, and, and they're all sold usually about two seconds after they start. So Yeah, I found out. Yeah, but uh, probably the half-bagger right now, and that, that's on eBay right now, and it's got like 1,500 views in three days and 70 watchers or something insane. What do you think that half-bagger will go for? Do you think it'll go for twelve fifty? Yeah. 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 It'll have to. And Dave, what engine go. is in there? Is it, is it the Predator that's in there still that's that you, the... you mocked up? Or what'd you put in there? Yeah, that's that's got a 420 Predator. Oh, the 420. 420 so... electric start. Okay, so what is that horsepower-wise? Eight horsepower, Ed? The 420? No, uh, they rate them at, uh, I think, 16, but the thing has oh, like, the yeah, thing has the like three... 20 foot-pounds yeah. with yeah. an intake and an exhaust pipe. Yeah. I mean, it jumps up. Yeah, so like I it. just got this. What is this, Ed? That's that V-Twin, 670cc. Oh, yeah, it's the V-Twin, the yes. big one. So what, what, I, what I didn't bring up is that when I went to um, Max Yard Sale, there's another guy that pops up intermittently. His name is Temecula Bob. So this is like That's 20... a guy who used to build those uh, taco-looking mini bikes with the bearing steering head and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he still builds bikes. What, Ed? I'm sorry? This is probably like between... 30, it's like 30, 30 horsepower. Well, the main thing I think is 20 40 pounds. horsepower. 30 because to 40? it doesn't rev. So, the, so right. you got to look at the foot pounds. Right. Yeah. And you what know. is that? I think somewhere I saw they claimed it was like between 30 and 40 horsepower. So yeah. they're $1,200. This was on sale for $600. And I had my cousin from Arizona go to the local Harbor Freight, the little paper, and yeah. plucked one. Yeah. I figured for $600, yeah. I'm going to keep it here somewhere. Now, I bought a micro. We were just talking about Temecula Bob. That ain't good. No, I know it's not. In fact, you know, the, even the, even that three horsepower, uh, Predator, the really small one, two point eight, that or barely fits in there. I think it's like a three horsepower, uh, unlike the six horsepower. <laughs> but that micro bike, that's going to be cool. So he was just going to sell me the fork in the frame. I, he, he was a nice guy. I got to spend a little time with him when he showed up there at Max. But he's going to put. Um, He's going to put the fork on. He's going to weld a couple pegs on there. And I think what I may do is put that little, see that little Clinton, Dave? The little uh, five horsepower Clinton on the table there oh, yeah. with the tank? I think maybe I'll stick that in the little micro bike. Yeah, those Kind of like period, correct? Those Clintons run, too. Yeah, and that one's never been uh, fired up. Molested. Yeah, yeah it's never nice. been molested. Uh, but we, yeah, we're, that half bagger was cool. I, I loved, I loved the bikes that you, when, you know, when you first came out to the show, you bought, I think that wasn't that the first hundred mile or hundred horsepower bike that the showed Bonanza up. Bonanza dragster. Yeah, the Bonanza yeah. dragster, and then Rat Bastard, <laughs> which was at that time, because we're on our fifth year. Five years ago, suede paint, fat white walls, yeah. red enamel, suicide, suicide brakes. He fucking rolls up with Rat Bastard. Yeah, that never goes out of style. Oh, ever. that bike, and and you were recently at that. Um, was it the Steve McQueen event? Yeah, what, uh -huh. Tell us about that. Where was that event? I know it was so cool. That's right? at the, the, the <laughs> Steve McQueen's ex home, which is the boys' camp. You know, for uh, 
for Wayward Boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he put a lot of dough into that. It's in, he was it's in the... Chino. It's it's a neat program. I went all through there, took the tour with with my friend Brad Boyle that has all those bikes. He donates a lot. He's a big oh, he's bought nice. a lot of Steve's stuff. How cool for doing that, Brad. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah, he's Brad a good Boyle. guy. Nice. Good. And uh he uh, that was there. And here let me tell you a funny story. Where is about it? That. Where where's the place? Chino. Yeah, okay. Chino it's not Hills. too far. Yeah. yeah. The Porsche Club of America was invited for that day to have their annual thing, too. So there was 914.6s, 962Cs, you know, every, every oh, 930, man. 950. <laughs> Millions of dollars of Porsches and, and in the I parking know, lot. I've had a lot, a lot of good Porsche stuff, and I know you have, too. That's we're Porsche guys. Yep. But the <laughs> I left early. Those both bikes are owned by Brad Boyle. And he said that best of show, the judges wanted to give it to that rat bastard. But they couldn't say And it? the Porsche guy came over and says, if you do that, if you don't give it to Up this, again. this, or this. There was a doctor there, Newport doctor, that had a nine, what appeared to be a 962C. And I know what those cars are because my buddy Jim Busby that last drove Porsche GP cars, he sold Speedway stuff. And, and he I, knows. <laughs> me and him, he drove me. We drove down Laguna Canyon Road in the thing where it's... <laughs> In a Porsche 962. So you know. Yeah. Flat 12. <laughs> oh, man. Turbocharged. Not flat what a sound. at all. What a sound. Oh, my God. And uh, so they go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brad still got the trophy. They gave another one. They pried a plate off. They pried the plate off the one they gave the guy. It didn't say best to show. It just said number one and put it on the other trophy. And Brad got it like a week later. Well, just knowing that story is better than having the friggin' trophy when well, you think about and, it. You and know? I was looking at, I was questioning this doctor guy. He was standing around like he made the thing. And yeah. I started looking at it, and it was a clone. It was a streetable fake clone. It had the big fan on top. I had all the right stuff. I know exactly what, you know, and I was looking at I go, that frame should be all beat in there where them headers go through because Buzz was showing me when he got the brand new 962Cs. He goes, check this out. There wasn't clearance for the forward tubes on the 12 cylinder chromoly tube frame them guy just rose butted it and tapped it yep. in the night it left you know racing works stuttgart porsche and i go that's pretty cool that they know understanding the parts sure we can tap this tube in right here it's close close to a cross brace so yep. structurally is da, da, da. just just warm it do it a little at a time tap, so tap, you tap. can work it in you know no no stress riser and uh yeah so yeah the rat bastard beat out a you know, <laughs> two and a half million dollar <laughs> car so that's pretty good pretty good day's work yeah it reminds me of a story uh i was working with um at the time i think it was peterson publishing company motor trend magazine and um i'll make it a quick story as we take uh uh, our way towards uh, our first break. Uh, it was the Vipers party. It was a VIP party at the Indianapolis 500, and they invited the new owners of the new Dodge Vipers that had just been made available. And when they first rolled out, like the Ford GT, they went to people that had more money than they knew what to do with. Many of them didn't know anything about cars, but all of a sudden they had a brand new Viper. And when they were invited by Dodge to show up at Indianapolis for a black tie dinner, they came in droves, and they rolled up in gowns and tuxedos and the tops down, and these, these, these vipers were meticulous, and they parked them, and they parked them on the grass because at the infield of the Daytona or the Indianapolis 500, there's a golf course adjacent to it. Mm -hmm. So they parked on the grass like they do at the Rose Bowl. Well, about two hours into it, it started to pour like a bastard, <laughs> <laughs> and all these owners were inside this fancy dinner where all their new vipers were parked outside in the grass many of them with their tops down <laughs> and we sat there in our suite 
watching the escapades yeah. as it started to pour, and these people started to pour out. They had no idea. They were worried about getting their shoes dirty, let alone how to get the top <laughs> down. And we just watched and laughed like like poor people do watching right. rich people have a tough time. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, thanks for being a part of uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast, our first one for 2017. We're here talking uh, with Dave Miller uh, and Evil Ed. Uh, we're going to take some questions. If you haven't had a chance yet to submit a question, go ahead like Jeremy did and win a $50 gift certificate from uh, the folks at GoPowerSports.com. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors from CRC Industries, Pioneer Car Audio, and obviously my friends at Roadkill. Uh, speaking of, we went to the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags yeah, this past month, out. and uh, we'll 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 tell you a little bit about what went on there when we get back from the break. Go grab a beer wherever else you grab, and we'll see you in a few. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast, which is our first podcast of 2017, and I've got my audio on. You know, we're still... We really are newbies. Look at this, set. i got to turn on the volume and everything. Uh, as we were uh, talking in between the breaks, you know, if you're the host, are you supposed to talk? When you're the guest, depending on who the guest is, they too are supposed to talk. So you wonder where the co-host fits in the middle of all these talking dynamics, and Ed, uh, I'd mentioned to you that I had uh, a comment that was brought up during the break by someone who was loving it. He felt like he was you sitting in, listening in on a conversation with Dave, and that, that was cool. So many of these times you're bombarded with – I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, which is one of my favorites. The Joe Rogan Experience is probably one of the coolest podcasts out there. Uh, and he's, I think, number four on the top 100 now. But he'll do it where he'll get like him – and a guest, and then Eddie Bravo, and then Brendan Schwab, and like five guys, all amped up. They all do whatever they do. They get high, they drink on the podcast, and there's like five people trying to talk at once. And it's kind of cool, but at some points it's overload. So you, you fit in nice. Plus you're laid back anyways, and it's not your style to be. But I knew you were excited when we were going to have him on. Oh, yeah. Because you, like everybody else, just knew the Dave Miller... Yeah, stories yeah. and and you've actually had a chance to like be a part of the scene you know oh. you're you're a socal guy he's a socal guy you're you know oh yeah we both like bananas oh, and and homeboy i mean he's just <laughs> i just a garage another... guy backyarder yeah. man what did you yeah, know about evil ed dave <laughs> uh i just met those guys on the way back from a a, a drop-off trip uh funny side note we I'd meet this guy up at Harris Ranch on the the five greatest breakfast place, grow their own beef, uh, you know, just in the middle of nowhere, this neat oasis thing, and they got killer food. So my wife and I, uh, we hooked up with this guy called Vance. I won't mention his last name. He's probably doing pretty good now, but he was uh, pre-legalized <laughs> marijuana, and he was up there in the Golden Triangle, and this guy would buy bonanzas. By the minute? <laughs> by the inch of money. He'd say, I need a this, this, and that. And I say that's three inches of money, and he'd go, "Okay, I'll yeah. meet you there." And he'd have the brand newest, biggest four by truck. I've never spent money in inches, Ed. That'd well, be cool. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's a, that's an old. That's way. a great Buddy Baker thing. I, I'm a killer Winston Cup guy. Know everything about that. Love them. I was yeah. in Daytona at the time with Kale Yarborough and all that well, stuff. Well, once they, they were asking, the, the, you know, 
Ned Jarrett or somebody was, yeah, probably was refereeing saying Aston Daryl and Ed Buddy there saying Waltrip saying, Hey, you know, what's the difference between now or junior, you know, the you know, what's the difference when you guys race and then the buddy broke and he said, I can I can tell you what the exact difference he goes, it's inches of money. <laughs> <laughs> those guys would have done it for a six pack. Yeah. Uh, he was the true Inches one, Buddy money. Baker. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, when we didn't know what we had at the time, because you know we yeah. come from upstate New York, and like our version of racing was a Utica Rome Speedway yeah. and Richie Evans. <laughs> then I get to Daytona, Dave, where we lived across the street from the track, and Ed, whether it was the awesome. NASCAR's testing, awesome. or whether it was the Porsches testing for twenty four hours, I would just go outside of my. I, we all lived in these like. One of the most goosebump sounds is a Winston Cup car with the intake roar and the oh, exhaust pipe coming that down that harmony, back stretch. So that, that gets me. The that, cheap tickets, uh, that, Dave. That makes me cry. I cry when I hear that. Uh, the cheap tickets were the back stretch, so that's where we ended up. We ended up in the back stretch with 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 you know because we spent our money on friggin' beer, right? And you hear those cars come down. We were there when. Um, who fought on turn three? Kale Yarborough and... And both the Allisons. Yeah, the Allisons. We were there for that. <laughs> nice. I was there when Dale Earnhardt, and I actually had already moved to California right. and was subsequently back there doing work for yeah. Circle Track when Dale Earnhardt died at Daytona. Just incredible loss. So I've been there. Um, the first time I walked up the bank, you know, they let you down the start-finish line. Oh, yeah, before with they, a rope. Boy, you ever walk down... Oh. Ed, uh, if you've ever walked down, like, any of the turns... You like you gotta you gotta walk slow because you're you're you'll fall over. Oh, yeah. People really, don't understand. Oh, it just, looks flat. Even even uh, California Speedway. I yeah. went there to a go kart race and I could see the top of the guy. Both tanks yeah. coming by when I stand in the hot pad. I go look at that. You can see the top of them. They're driving like this. Wow. So how was that experience for you as some young kid strapped in with all this plastic shit on you and helmets? You fucking tighten up. You got gloves on. You, you get a slap on the ass from your old man, and now yeah. you're out there racing as a kid. You 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 sense that. You sense that feeling. Well. I, I got you're not slap like, on the ass from my old man, but it was because I raced, not because I <laughs> Yeah. But the spirit, that's that competitive spirit, you oh, got that early on, huh? Oh, yeah, man, because my brother, you know, everything I had. I, <laughs> I When I was 9, 10, I was building uh, model cars because the 7-Eleven had model car contests. So I oh, would yeah, go, I and I got, I, a, I got a Connie Coletta slingshot sure. dragster chassis because the motor was in the front, and I got a, a Dodge Charger you know, 68 Charger body, and I made it flip top. Oh, made, sure. You know, there's only one, I think, Roland Leon's was the first flip top thing. So I candy apple painted this thing. I was shooting paint all my life. So my brother was, we used to do lace stuff, dragsters in the driveway, you know, everything was lacquer, <laughs> you know, and just all when you fades, could do all, all this crap, you know, just fun stuff. And uh, I had a Schwinn bicycle that was all spider webbed and all chrome with wood wow. panels all taped on it. Are you a Stingray guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What'd you have? Like one of those uh, apple crates or orange peelers? No, this, or... Is pretty, this is a funny story about those. Uh, I just had a 20 inch, but I had a Springer. I had the, you know, yeah. the, the gap, the wide center wheels. What I had was I had a three speed internally shifted coaster brake Sturmy Archer hub. Very rare. Ooh. Internally shifted was a caliper yeah. brake. So this was very rare. I got it. I was a little kid and took it to the, the Pete Schwinn in the Buena Park and the, the guy Francis there, you know, he knew he was like, this guy's a nut. <laughs> you, know, you know, I had sissy bar leather, three button seat, had the yeah. three guy do it. And I had, it was, uh, you know, Corvette silver with vintage burgundy spires working as a body shop. And he showed me how to turn the stuff way down. Thick lacquer. Was that, was that pre mini bike or during the same time? Same time. <laughs> that, what, that was, that was pretty serious mini bike. We were okay. only screwing with any kind of go-kart 
you know, wooden. Yes. Any kind of. Because it was the bikes and the wooden go karts. Had many bikes, like uh, like free holy kind of things with no pegs. You just stood on them with the old two rat fink looking Briggs as the oh, yeah, yeah. Briggs is and no brakes and backwards handlebars, you know. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't, I didn't own a mini bike yet. But anyway, that Schwinn, I knew those crates were come with the stick shift and I wanted that real bad. So Francis at the bike shop put in that order and they weren't going to release those things till the day after Christmas. You could pre-order them. Nobody got to look at other than pictures. Well, on Friday, they shipped my stick shift and I had it on on Christmas and it was a mistake. It wasn't supposed to come till the bikes came. So I had stick shift before anybody. <laughs> on the All right. Yeah. So I was really cool. Well, there's an example. Yeah. I saw a uh, Apple peeler. Apple yeah. crate. Uh -huh. It was Apple crate. Yeah. The lemon peeler yeah. and Apple crate. The Apple crate. Uh, and then there was also, there was another one where they had the that high low and then they had the Springer front with the small wheel on yeah. the stingray those were the crates yeah those were the crates and, and the then there's the ones with the bigger yeah. wheels yeah that's when i saw the gray ghost or something yeah and it was it looked original but i can't tell i can look at a car now and kind of sense originality yeah. but with bikes i'm, I'm not that i'm not yeah. not that tight 800 hours yeah this this guy team swollen todd he's got probably 200 of them crates i got uh. a cherry stock perfect slick zero mile little bit of patina sitting in my shop i borrowed from him because we wanted to splash a quick scab mold off the 20 inch rear fender to be oh. able to make the bagger front fender out yeah. of the half oh. bagger so, so that the rear fender on that one? now he's having a little problem with his wife so he that one's hidden stay. It's, so it's now it's mine it, what, what crate yeah. is it do you know it's apple crate an apple crate oh, yeah. it's sano too yeah I all mean, those it, the shocks I've got all to get work one. i pumped up the original tires and you know we ride over in and out burgers like we can see oh, it you from our freak shop. people out. Yeah. You ride one of those bikes yeah. that bobs and you go, you know, those people run by those $100,000 street rides to go look at your What's Apple funny, grade. about two weeks ago, I took a thing. I told my wife I've been having this weird, you know, calling, man, sleeping. I drove it to the Buena Park Center where I grew up, parked, you know, right across the street, Knott's Berry Farm, seven houses down this way. Yeah. We wore that place out when you could ride your bike inside and park it on the general store thing, go buy Penny Licorice and, you know, yeah. ride to the John Back Wayne the Theater. Theater. In between the tourists, you could ride you your ride bicycles your bike. in there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it went from that to you know license plate school when they locked it up. And we cut you the fence. Yeah, and, you, you know. can't do shit but, over uh, there. They, I, I took that and I rode all my old buddies' houses, my grade school where we wore go karts and mini bikes out. My junior high got built over by houses, but that was so cool riding all. It was all flower streets on this crate. Yeah, man. On a Sunday afternoon, it was it was weird. Well, they were just we we hadn't been used to them, and then you know. Most of the times, you know, again, it was like the same guys who had those crate bikes had the Honda 70s. Yeah. You know, we had the... Gumby's Pal, we had the, we had the Bozos, and we had the... We maybe had a Husky. You wouldn't get the Schwinn, you know, yeah, crate. Yeah. Or you got like a Husky for $59 yeah. instead of $99. Well, bikes are cool, and I think they're all part of this deal. I had deal. a Huffy Rail. Yeah, that was a popular that bike. Was a long extended frame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those bikes look good. You roll out any of those old bikes now, just like you roll out any of those old cars now, they can't help but be cool. Yeah. You got the ones with the big tanks on them. It's just, and sp the Springer fronts, when you see any bike with a Springer front, it's like, I want that. But those you, those are, you know, bring your wallet. Yeah. Um, Very cool. You know, you said that too earlier, that, um, you know, we're, I, I guess at one end of the spectrum, we know that it's a $99 Predator motor crowd. That's the mini bike world. But like anything else too, there's also a group of guys that have the means, it's like, Dude, where's the PO? Here, let me fill it out. I don't give a shit how much it is. I just, yeah. I'd like to have it this year, and I'd like, yeah. I'd like you to do uh, it. 
Great. All of you guys, my phone number is. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, speaking of that, because I, in addition to seeing all the accolades and all the photos and the descriptions of the bikes, I also go through a list and a, there's a litany of all the magazines, the vintage MX bikes magazines that have covered you. Um, any any two-stroke motocross, flat track motorcycle bike, any collectibles bike, Hot Rod Magazine, Hot Rod websites, you you have been your bikes, your story, and your racing history from a child almost up to now has been chronicalized. Yet, I would say, Dave, that there's half of the world that are also out there going, hey, what's up with Dave Miller? I hear something. I've seen something. Is he still available? Does he still sell bikes? Right. Do you remember when? So update folks now a little bit about what's happening with you and talk to them a little bit about what what you're doing. Well, I'm doing what I've done for the last 45 years. Just like it, like it says on my Facebook page, my Dave Miller Facebook page, it says occupation. It says we operate a really good nonprofit hobby shop, you know, which is basically yeah. at the end of the day. You lose money. It's like all my buddies are in there, you know, breaking <laughs> off expensive saw blades and leaving their Del Taco on my mill and rest of things. So I got to scotch bright yeah. that for two hours, you know. Yeah. You know, carving their, you know, trying to shear their Torino leaf spring and my shear, you know, and killing that blade. But yeah, it's it's just all part of it. It's nice uh, to be the host with that shenanigans yeah, I, too, though, right? I, I, I've kind of fallen out of the since I haven't been racing nothing. You know, when we did the shifter go karts, we had them on TV, and you know, people, hey man, I see you guys are calling me from all over the world that knew me from ever, you know, and and magazine guys are starting to. I just I just haven't pushed any of that stuff. They always ask. You know, I've had every cable wasteland, you know, retard show in there, you know, like, sure. uh, you know, you know, fast and stupid, yep. you know, gas donkeys garage. Those guys, dude, we want to do a thing. And I tell them, how much does it pay? Well, well, this is how it works. At first, you pay us 15 grand and we'll make you 130. You're going to make all your money selling cash. t-shirts. Yeah. And and then if we get in, if we get, if you know, Trojan Rubbers and yeah. Pepsi wants to buy two 30-second things, then we'll get you. Good night you, now. We'll talk to you later. You know, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm busy. So anyway, when you get that five grand per episode, and if we can do that in three hours, come on back. And we'll do, we'll knock some, you can follow me around. You don't need you know. to be a guest spot on a show, especially these shows now. Although there's a show that I'm particularly fond of, which is what I'm a part of, Roadkill, but the rest of them I really struggle with. Uh, there's a Dave Miller show in the waiting. Are you kidding me? Um, I can imagine, well, I had the chance to go down to your shop down in Anaheim. And it looked just like that. It looked like you had a lot of your stuff going on. It looked like you kind of had a couple little side projects going on. There's a couple cool little bikes right there. There's, I yeah. bet there's a couple bikes that are there that I'm never going to see. There was, a, there was, you were home, man. And you well, were un, unruffled. You, you know, you were in your element. And it seemed like you liked it that way. You didn't like the fanfare. And, yeah, well, I, you know, I go these things that Tom White, you know, he got wrote a $33 million check for his company, which was just a really good hardware store. They they produced some stuff, but they did yeah. manufacture. They put their name on. Good guys. Love the White Brothers. Know them forever. From day one. They sold the logo. Yeah. You know. And, and, and when I am go up to Tom's museum and we're looking out and from, you know, he's like 11, you know, three minutes from my shop up there in uh, 
And I Villa, Park, Villa Park yeah. looking out, bitch and deal yeah, yeah. museum, sure. you know, hundred high buck bike knee, and he dragged me up there between Joel Robert and Roger DeCoster and say, <laughs> you know, this guy here, he could have had all this and and I said, Yeah, but here's the deal, Tom. I go, including you, I don't know anybody that you know that for the last forty plus years has got up every day and done almost exactly what they wanted to. You know, yeah, man. can it be a struggle? Absolutely. But I live pretty good. I got cool stuff, got a cool house, yeah, you know, man. have kids People that I haven't are... abandoned and yeah. you know. So it's it's all good. I got yeah. more projects coming, but you know, to uh to get back to the you know, I've been accused uh one guy accused me of being a stand up comedian impersonating a fabricator. Well you are I funny. That was pretty good. Well that, that I think that becomes you know there's a certain sense of humor that comes with a, a certain caliber caliber of knowledge. And yeah. you're up there. You're up there. Just your technical expertise. Well, yeah, you know, you're up there. Like I said, you gotta. You know, guys. My brother buddy says you paint the best picture ever when you talk. You know, you 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 feel the rod breaking and thing locking up and your bell bottom getting caught in the chain yeah. going around a million times before you can get it out. You know, you feel yeah. all that. And, and and that's just that's just the experience part of it. Well, know? I knew that, and I knew that's why you'd be such a, a great uh, uh, guest on the show because you know you're passionate. And I think all of us that, that take that extra step to do something outside of the box, you have to have that. Right. And and I, I have that um, that feeling that you'll you'd never ever give up what you have, no matter how big uh, the bag of money I or the opportunity offers, was. You know, factory that you know yeah you know Kawasaki. I, I worked I did work at Kawasaki for six months, but I was gonna build my titanium speedway bike and my buddy says, We got a kick ass he worked there, my other all racing buddy G job midnight machine shop. I can show you how to PO all the material through the company. And I did the. I, they also had the mini bike racing in my department. I worked in part of R and D. Oh, how and, cool uh, is that? So, uh, you know, I used the machine shop, built my Thai Speedway bike, and that was it. I mean, I, I was making two hundred and fourteen bucks a week in nineteen seventy nine. Take home, got my Westlake done. Went two more miles down to Costa Mesa. Uh, won a five lap heat, a five lap semi and a five lap main handed me a check for 38 grand bam and i thought that's, then? that's better yeah you know wow yeah no there well, that gave you independence too right dave i mean because with those checks gave you a little bit of like you know what i can go do my deal now i'm gonna go get that shop i'm gonna go buy that machine well I'm and that was a thing i was uh after kawasaki i worked for my old buddies the gilmans who were motocross guys i grew up racing with and you know scott was the factory suzuki kid and stuff they were kind of at the end of the motocross thing, and the Mickey Thompson deal was coming on, and you know, so they got off-road cars. Sure. And they had all kinds of wrong, right? Again, back to the problem solving. You know, the the over travel stops wouldn't hit line, bend the tubes, and this and that. And this would bust and bend and wouldn't shift because the thing had twelve, you know, shift knuckles yeah. in the thing. You know, yeah. I I just started curing stuff, and them guys just won everything, you know. And they were they you're a problem you know, solver. Yeah, that's all. That people go, God, you're really smart. I go, Nah, I just done all. I know a bunch of shit that don't work because I tried it and I don't do that no more. You know, we just try, try to move on. Dave, who was the, if you had to point to someone that may have gotten you on this path, who was it? You mentioned an engine builder was going through some things and not giving you all the answers, but helping you along. Was a couple, couple key people, probably first and foremost, my second brother, I'm the fifth. John was the second, the hot rod guy. Okay. We, he had like 70 different cars at my mom's house in Buena Park. He ran the cylinder head shop at a bit of big auto, you know, when they still board and home to the yeah. hot tank. When you, you, you know? rebuild your engine yeah, instead yeah, of buying yeah. another car. And, and we did all, you know, 40 Olds Coupe with 406 Cab, 56 Ford with 392 Chrysler. I'd be 
going down the street, I was little, and he'd just leave a list. You know, I was the diver. I'd come home, he'd say, hey, you know, get the, get everything up to center out because we're going to pull the motor, get the headers off, get all the water out, get the drive shaft out, get the clutch out, get the, you know, transmission out, and we're going to get the, you know, hood off. Da, da, da. And I mean, so I'm he like must 11. have known that you had, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he must yeah. have uh, not only felt comfortable that you knew... What, yeah. that task and that path he was going to put well, you I'm on, but he was there to help you out. Right? Bicycle and I'm pretty soon, you know, and, and he's like, wow, man, you know, the, yeah. this guy's, he's he like it. a mini me. And, and, and I was sand or if he, whatever he would, he arc weld everything, you know, later and I'd dig everything. And I'd always tell him, Hey, whenever you want to learn how to weld really nice, I'll show you. Ah, you know? But he built, he <laughs> so built he was lot. probably, would you point to him? I, I think it was like, I was the same DNA, obviously. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was like maybe an apprentice I had to him for a little to while. Hang with right in my garage. There was projects. There was yeah. all this junk. I mean, I was sawing on bicycles and learning how to wheelie and make my own wheelie bar and do all this stuff. And he, he had him and his buddies had you know the front ends off of stuff and putting straight axles in them and da da da. So I, you know, I would hold, cut or weld or grind or clean or you know. Give it to Dave. He'll do it. Yeah. What yeah. if it? What if you didn't get into mini bikes? What would you think you'd be doing? What if none of this uh, two wheel wonder? You know, rock and roll band. So yeah. music, huh? Yeah, because my oldest brother Tom, the one I look the most like, uh, he's professor of music, just retired. You know, Victorville, good Christian guy. That was the other thing. You know, we we're always supposed to be in church. You know, that that's I always say this since my true story. Like I told the Hot Rod Magazine guys, I was two-time world, two, three-time national mini bike champion. When I was 15, and my dad thought I was in church in Garden Grove. <laughs> I heard, know. I read that, and, yeah. and that, that's a true story, yeah. you know. And he didn't even know I rode. So, uh, wow. My oldest brother Tom, he plays 33 instruments. He's an opera singer. He takes his choir all around the world for many years. He's super famous for doing it. And uh, the guy came through with a. 120 key accordion one Saturday and strapped on me in about two minutes. I, so I started taking lessons and I was like in the adult class immediately. I knew four more songs each week than them and I could just do yeah. it. So the instantly. so the Miller boys had that gene there. Yeah, every other one. I got a killer violin playing, brother, killer trumpet playing, yeah. brother, killer trombone wow. playing, brother. You know, interesting piano. stuff. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, I thought they were cool. My mom was a good musician, you know, on piano, organ, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. Um, Emmanuel has it, you know, he's uh, into music and uh, you either have that gene in you or you don't. I think it's similar to the ability to enjoy a car and drive it and the ability to break it down and work on right. it. Well, um, that's, you know, it's you know, sort of a curse. Everyone goes, God, you're so lucky because you're going to go, eh, it's kind of, you got to watch out because, you know, it's which side of the counter. See, if like, like Winston Cup, if I would have liked Winston Cup racing, at 20, as much as I did at 30, you'd still be watching me. I can go sure. there any time and work. I have standing offers of guys that run every shop for in any department. When I went to three months before Earnhardt. You'd be living Hills, like a king in North North or Charlotte, North Carolina yeah, or somewhere down yeah, there. Yeah, but the wrench. weather's so bad, you know. <laughs> uh, you know. Everything else is bitching, but. You can take vacations wherever you want. When you... <laughs> and like Childress, he wanted to hire me on the spot. I brought this this motion base that I, that I keep a current uh provisional patent on because it's going to happen eventually now i got people in places it's it's a shock absorbing frame that your seat work rides in and i took it to childress three months before earnhardt died oh, from wow. this exact cause right everybody talk from about the impact. hans device that's all they talked about after that right uh and childress the unforced we're in the parking lot Childress just sitting in this i'm ramming him into this big boulder in front of his place before he built his dump his super mm -hmm. yeah. palace you know this old 
just falling down place <laughs> yep. with the most championships except for Petty. $28 billion but dollar I garage. A tapered head pipe with me, too. And that's all they wanted to talk about because that was a horsepower deal. Ah. And if you got horsepower, you know they're all you, you run up front. That means that logo on your hood is worth more dough. That means you get more dough. So they immediately ran me into the the credit card entry rep oh, scan yeah, only with the GM engineers in there. And you're and there talking to them just like yourself. Five hours, yeah, just like just this. you, Dave, a talking panel to them. Of GM guys going. They're, so what do you? And then, then pretty soon we got paper out. We're sketching cam lobes and we're you just know, you crank, yeah. with all those guys. Yeah. So you. So Childress says, here's the deal. My buddy, Scotty Miller, who now, he ran Waltrip's whole deal. I grew up racing with him on McCullough Mini Bikes, Garden Grove kid. That's the church I lied about being in. Scotty. <laughs> first guy. Funny story. Uh, first race I ever went to, uh, my buddies had McCullough Mini Bikes. They got 125, so I got their stuff and got the package together I wanted to race. They would never let me ride them because I was always faster than them instantly. Could wheelie them farther, slide them, run, yeah. go faster, tune them Keeping better, you in the garage. They're, so they're keeping you like, working on their bikes. Yeah, okay, well, you know, you, you can yeah. come with us, but we might let you ride it once. I'd wait all day, all day with my gear on, then I could go one time, and I already knew I'm going to hit this turn like this, I'm going to jerk it up in the wheelie coming out, then I'm going to make, you know, I, I knew all the things I wanted to try on it. So, the guy is going to give me a ride to the race because I don't got a ride and I'm 15 and it's a paper plate deal. And, uh, you know, he, he's telling me the whole way, try and stay out of these guys way. There's really fast guys there like Jeff Ward and this Ward Wessels guy and this guy called Davey Carlson. And you'll, you'll just be an idiot. And you'll be, you'll be stupid and stuff. So just, you know, move over and practice and stuff. Well, I went out there and I sat fast time, won the trophy dash, had Carlson and Jeff Ward starting my first race ever and smoked them and set a track record. Come off the track. He's gone. He leaves me there at Saddleback Park. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, he to, welcome to the world of being when a champion. When we in, I, I go, park right there. That guy has a McCullough. I saw this kind of fab frame. This guy had a neat McCullough with dual car. So like you were attracted to it, huh? Well, I just said, you know, he had an electric starter and stuff. My battery is kind of low, so I thought, you know, huh? I get to know this know, guy. Yeah. Spin me, you know? <laughs> so anyway... We go in and they're messing with the thing and can't get it to start. And it's puke and fuel. I go, hey, the needle seat stuck. You know, that's not a gravity feed setup. And he goes, well, you know, I, we don't. So I go, Gus screwed I took the back off his car and got the shit out of it, reset the thing. Got started. And he's like, cool. Guy's name was Scott and Scotty Miller. First guys I ever met wow. racing got my name. And they're the, now they're big so, with so children, anyway, right? Give me a ride home. Well, Scotty Miller was Childress was Earnhardt's crew chief when he won Daytona 500. Ah, okay. He was building all the shocks up, and they moved the crew chief. Then when Cal Wells got the thing, you know, with Ricky Craven, Scotty was the crew chief for Cal and Craven's only win. Then when Waltrip Michael opened his big deal, which Michael was like two percent of it, he was just the clown. The British guy had all the dough, huge money. Scotty ran that thing till it tanked. Well, now NASCAR hired him. He's the top cop. And he's worked with all them guys. So like at last year's Daytona, they all hate him now. All sure. his best buddies because he goes, oh, eccentrics in the trailing arm. I, he knows. I, I, listen to this. When when Gibbs was smoking everybody, Kyle Busch and car could pick the throttle up in the middle of the thing. And it felt sounded flat and would just drive under Jimmy Johnson and stuff. I text this guy. I go, what is going on with these Toyotas? Got to be traction control. Because since they got ECUs, sure. I said, Scotty told me at wall trips that Toyota got their own satellite, so under yellows, they could tell the box to drop cylinders and save fuel. No a shit. freaking satellite, oh. dude, to, Toyota, win, though. to win a bowling trophy. No, you know what I mean? What's going on Win on, on Sunday, sell on Monday, baby. Unreal. So anyway, and uh, so he goes, no way traction control. you got to have a wheel speed sensor, all this. We're totally on that. And he said, what they're doing is Toyota got involved at the factory level 
in Japan, they built a whole department. They got these, like, what they call a seven-post lift that you strap the chassis through, and they push on it, simulates load, see where it bends okay, and yeah. tweaks and loads the wheels. Well, they got a 15-post digital 500-boy engineers on this thing, right? And they got this tubing with tapered guts and all this crap so the thing has more yaw on it and you can get in the gas and it grips and doesn't shove the front wheel all this crap so anyway it's funny though he they they bust this right after i did that because of some stuff i said they went and they confiscated some cars and they found some more stuff and i thought my wife laughed she goes you gotta text him man you know something's going on with those things but anyway he may be no, missing his yeah. calling don't you think ed yeah well that's what i said i was at childress's and we're talking about this tapered head pipe which i built a set of headers and i got them as cool and i got the childress box they went back and forth they made a full set of tapered one degree taper 31 inches from mandana fit all the tubes built a jig off their parts wow. four into one merges and they dynoed them and they used them in daytona testing and scotty told me that they used them in that race he won they won't admit to it because they can't because they got a like a you know a headman deal or something sure right. some yeah. money. Right. you know same thing i did for Pro stock, my buddy Bassett, the boat header guy. Right. He's a personal friend of mine. Yeah. He's dead now, but in his pro stock car, we had all that stuff on his thing, and he held the record. And Glidden and all those guys were jumping up and down. Tear him apart and did you? No way, because because they're cheating like an MF. Or yeah, if Bassett comes out there, puts eight miles an hour on him. They just don't know what's going on. Must be cheating. <laughs> but yeah, so now Scotty's the, the, the top cop, you know, and first guy I met in racing, and it's just a funny deal, just how small of a world it is. Well, NASCAR, for anybody who likes anything about going fast, at some point you've had that fever. Uh, they they know all the, the tips and the tricks. I When I was living in Daytona, it was Smokey Eunuch had the best damn garage down best. there. He was I, like... The, I got all this, but I love him. I love yeah, him. he was one of those guys. We have a question from um, one of our guys. Want to know... It would seem like this would be almost an automatic question. Do you remember what your first mini bike was? That comes in from our guy, uh, Kalman. Kalman Karasi, I believe, is how you pronounce his name. I'm sorry about that yeah. if I butchered it. Kalman's uh, building some pretty cool drag bikes... Uh, in Michigan, you know, I mentioned Michigan earlier, Ed. Those poor bastards have to deal with the snow, so they're freezing when we're riding. Yeah, look I'm at that freezing stuff on right YouTube, now. The, the Michigan drag guys. Yeah, and, uh, they're, they're building some good stuff. Trick. Common's one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was curious. Do you remember what your first mini bike was, Yeah, Dave? I do. I, I, I did a swap. There was this family called the Jockses, Hank Jocks and Rick Jocks. And these guys lived behind our grade school and never came to school they had like a single mom and these guys just smoked cigarettes and and had a bonanza mini bike from you drive go-karts and rode it all day right outside the school where we could see and they were supposed to be in our school and it was neat because that one of those azusa chrome teardrop tanks you had oh to yeah squish the frame in to get it the in. dealer would squish it in the vice and then mount it and it was it was a a BC 1300 HS40 shock fender, the yeah, full nice. center yeah. peg. Yeah. And I just, oh, man, I remember. And the mom got pissed at him and beat the thing with a hammer on the rear hoops and a bunch of stuff. And it, it blew up and caved in. And I forgot how, I think I traded him a bicycle, but I got that. And that was actually the first mini bike I owned. I remember, what color was it? What color was the bike? Do you blue. remember? It was blue. A blue frame. Okay. Yeah. Chrome, Great. Go power. Yeah, wheels, yeah. Real, and it had that chrome teardrop tank. It was cool. And yeah, they, man. They took the stock seat and cut it and had it resewed shorter with only like five pleats in it to fit. <laughs> and on Dave, the that would have been the uh, th four horsepower HS40 man. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah. Rockets. Yeah, right I there. love those motors. What I is it about I those motors that you like? Uh, <laughs> how high they rev. 
they're the backwards carburetor ones. With the carburetor on this side, there's something about the swirl in the combustion chamber. They just make more power. They also throw the rod on the ground if you run them no governor for very long. These things make power. What about the five horsepower Tecumseh's? The fat five? Yeah. What a torquer. Just, you know, put the smallest rear sprocket on it you can and, and tie the governor off and those things fly. Flathead Briggs? Uh... Eh, the five funny story about Briggs's and Bonanza's. Everyone says you hear guys. I heard some guys at the Brad's Museum thing talking about. I had a brand new Bonanza came with the five Briggs. I go no, it didn't. Yeah, it went to Comsa. And I go no, no, never ever a came with the Briggs. I said maybe a kit roller dealer installed. Yes. Never factory delivered. And they Always. Go, well, I, I said look, Mike Fran, the owner of Bonanza, seen him about six months ago. Guy's like a thousand. <laughs> Hated Briggs. Is he a SoCal so guy? Much. Is, is Mike, is he live in SoCal? Uh, yeah, Northern California. Okay, just curious. He uh, he hated Briggs' so much. Rumor has it that when the, the thing started, see, these Bonanza was building 80 mini bikes a day for 10 years, 80 a day. And I saw that assembly line run. I was inside the factory, and it was amazing. San Jose, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. But uh, I guess they wanted to do, they told Briggs, that we need all these motors. And that guy said, well, you know, you got you got uh, these guys over here building them and, you know, Rupp and Romanova and Mickey Bike and they need, you know, King of Lawns. Kind of, yeah. so, so Fran got pissed. They had a brand new King of Lawn lawnmower. <laughs> they, they took the three and a half Briggs off of it and they all took turns beating it with a hammer. It was laying in the planter, brand new, never had oil in it. And they had an HS40 on their King of Lawn. There you go, I'll show them. <laughs> so he goes, that's it. So Tecumseh and Clinton... Only yeah. four strokes ever. That they saw in yeah, a bonanza. In a bonanza ever. I um, uh, talk a little bit about Clinton. We were talking about that four horsepower, maybe sticking it in that micro yeah. Temecula Bob build. The Clintons were, they were the, they were the bastard child, right? They felt. What was cool about them? It was like they were like a budget Tecumseh. Yeah. They were thinner, thinner casting, smaller rods, smaller crank wheels. You know, they the flywheel was like real wimpy. Stuff would they they would throw rods because they also would rev. If you put a, a good straight pipe on that thing, and uh, you know, open the main jet up to make it where it would run, it had a low gear on it. You break the rod that day. But they were fast. You know, there was a. Bonanza, they were cheap too. Bonanza made a model. I think it was a slam on a taco. They had an 1100 that they sold it was like 119 bucks turnkey yep. with a Clinton with the little red primer button yes. to start it. Yep. And it was purple frame, purple metallic. Oh yeah, there's the yeah. little dig. Sure. Uh, well, I always said that depending on where you were from, I was upstate New York. Oswego? Uh, Utica, worse. Well, Oswego, yeah. I, I raced Speedway now. Oh, sure. There. Yeah, we went to the Saturday night. You know, circle track, half mile pace, so awesome. Yeah, the, that, that, that was a bonanza. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little rup town. Yeah. Um, Midwest Chicago seemed to be heavy. Rup. Those guys are rup guys. Bonanzas, yeah. Michigan, a lot of bonanzas. Yeah. West Coast is taco, taco, taco. Right. On the West Coast, Ed, what was after taco? What was it? Was it the bonanza make its its Powell. way? Powell. Powell. Yeah. Powell. Bonanza was Powell big. Powell. Bonanza's big. I lived two miles in Buena Park at my mom's house from You Drive Go-Karts, which was the biggest, they say Cal Cart, because that was, you know, two blocks from Bonanza, California Cart, and that, you know, everything would go there. But 
I know that from uh, seeing statistics a million years later that you drive go-karts. They had probably 40 Bonanzas Just in laid out. all times brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, you went by from, engine. From the 50 the buck three kit that you spray paint it yourself, yeah. you know, wired to a pegboard. Yeah. And to the, I remember the first Orange 1510 MX showing oh, up in there. Man. We went like. Yeah, well, that was. Yeah. Autocross. Yeah. How much was that bike then? Uh, it was $311. Fuck, that was everything, too. So expensive. Yeah. yeah. Never got it. I used to have these little uh, uh, clear plastic tubes that were seemed like they went on forever next to my bed. And, and if you got to one side, you had $50. And if you, yeah. filled, with, if you filled two of those tubes yeah. up, you had a, <laughs> that was three years. I was like over here. It's like there's no way I was ever getting a fucking mini bike. Yeah, well, that's um, I guess that's what fueled most of us. Uh, we always say the guys who had the mini bikes and the guys whose parents knew better, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Dave, um, we're gonna we're gonna get to a little bit of business here before we close down. Uh, again, I want to thank you for coming down, sharing some stories. We definitely would like to have you come back on the show. Oh, that's fun, uh, without a doubt. Love it. Um, I want to give some shout outs to some folks that have been listening in. Uh, Corona Irving, uh, Jeff Scrody. Uh, Jeremy, we mentioned you earlier. Dane Walton, uh, AJ, what's happening, AJ? Uh, Rich Robotello, some friends from the East Coast. Uh, Karen Rate, uh, Darren Durham. These guys were really excited about the fact that you had a chance to win all that money racing mini bikes back in the day. <laughs> uh, Kylie Sweatland, uh, Ed, another litany of girls. Hi, Evil Ed. Have Evil Ed call me. I want to have yeah, Evil yeah, Ed's right. kid. Um, more evil, Ed. Ed, what if folks want to get a hold of you? We still don't tell them, do we? No. All right, fuck you. So you're sorry. If you want to get a hold of evil, Ed, I'll look for it. Um, That's a pretty damn cool T-shirt there. That checkered. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about the T-shirt deal. Um, Uh, That's my friend uh, Todd Peterson. Okay. Uh, was a kid used to sweep my shop floors at Miller Mano, and he was a local. He was a, he was a fast mini bike racer. He was after kind of the Jeff Ward, Davey Carlson, and me you know moved on to motorcycles he was one of the next batch of guys coming you know that he's you know five years younger than us or something but uh he's been at this t-shirt thing long time uh, you know he's a really good racer it's raced a lot of supercross stuff i saw some of the designs are pretty cool yeah what yeah. um what is the name of the place is it is it swollen yeah team swollen.com you can see stuff at they got a lot of vintage stuff and what's your role there dave are you are you helping him with the designs of the shirts there? Are you uh, giving him a couple little uh, uh, pointers? Once in a while, they they also have a killer whole graphic setup. So now we've been you know anything we need to generate for restoration or you know I go over there and work at the artist guy or if I need a logo for something or whatever you know any kind of graphic stuff we can do now or signs posters just crazy so stuff. Just do it. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. you're in that mode. That's what I love about you. It's like you know what I'm not depending on. Whether or not this idea happens through yeah. some vendors. Oh no, I, we're we're doing this shit. Write this shit down. Let's start right now. Yeah, starving, start off right now. Starving artist, you know, got proof, you know. Um, and for those folks that still would like to find out a little bit more about how they may be able to possibly get some work done or buy something or get a hold of you, what would you suggest we tell those folks that may be listening? Probably four to six weeks, you can go on DaveMillerConcepts.com. We got, it's very in progress. I got the web guy I want. I got the templates I want and be able to shoot back. And it, it's going to have everything. It's, it'll just have a menu of all the nutty stuff and vintage mini bike stuff will be on there too. It's got car projects, bike projects, j- airplane projects. You know, you name it, just it's 
it's going to be, you know, that's, that's what we are, Dave Miller Concepts, which means, you know, we can be, you know, breaking a land speed record in a shopping cart this week or building a billet water heater tomorrow, which we probably will, you know, to keep the place open. But, uh yeah, it'll, have, it'll have everything and it'll it'll you know it'll have a kind of a wish deal that you know contact us with your what you're thinking you know because we pretty multitaskers i mean we work in every medium yep. you know clay foam glass carbon blown glass wood you know every kind of steel aluminum ferrous metal junk you know we understand it we got machines to do it and if we don't we got a good buddy two feet away that does so there's there's almost nothing we can't consider. That's all of a statement. Yeah, you know, and, and it's fun. Like I say, we we got some high buck SEMA dudes that have all these cars, managed cars for guys like Joe Amato's Mercury and stuff sitting next door in the shop I used to have when we had more space. And, uh, Mr. Top Fuel there. himself, huh? Yeah, they're over there looking, going, do you who makes this? Do you could you you know? Oh, nice. Whoa. So well, yeah, it's one of those things where you see it, you know it you've and the guys that know and they see some of your stuff they know you know what you're doing it's been a pleasure dave i want to ask you um uh there's there's a couple things going on in the mini bike uh engine building world there's this contest ed it's the small engine builders contest there's a dyno challenge oh yeah i saw that and everybody has an opportunity i guess to submit their engine by november so you've got more than enough time to get it done so a lot of people say well i don't have time so at this point, they've announced the top 10 folks. Uh, these are the first 10 guys that were committed to the competition. Uh, I think that there still may be time. It's called the Small Engine Builders Dino Challenge. Uh, the top 10 guys, as I understand them, are number one, well, as you can imagine, Charles Mosley. Number two, Barry Young. Uh, number three, Brian Franquez from F&B. Solo. Solo, street name. Uh yeah, if you want to fill in the street name, said because I'm going to say like Timothy <laughs> Phillips, and his name's going to be like Skunk Brother. Uh, Jason Rankin, uh, Billy Lindsay, Luke McGee, George or Jorge Hernandez. That one always gives me trouble, especially with the mini bikers. There's a lot of Jorge's, and I'm going with the fucking George thing, and it ain't working. Uh, Mike Clements, there's a name. There's a Charles name. talks about him a lot. Tyler Watts. Um, I guess stand up and be counted if you think you build a. The baddest engine out there. There's still ten months for you to get your ass dialed into this competition. What's the criteria? Is everyone got to start out the same? Well, I'm, I'm sure that there's a ton of criteria, like all good competitions. I don't know too much about that. You can go online to Small Engine Builders Dino Challenge. Hmm. It's on Facebook. Um, I think it's six and a half. Words. Yeah, I'll I'll see if I can put a link up, Dave, to give these guys I mean, some information. Gas, is, I mean, I yeah, there's care. a lot to I, it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I, there's a lot to I it. I don't ever race against guys that I sell to. That's bad. There, there's know. specs that you adhere to, and I you send your motor in. That, um, but I I wanted to bring that up because I think it's a pretty decent little accolade to have that. And there's ten guys there that are already signed up to show their skills. And if that's something that you think you'd like to be a part of, do it. Um, Ed, we'll be back. Uh, Emmanuel, I don't know if you remember the date for our next podcast. Uh, it's going to include, again, Charles Mini Drag Bike, uh, Brian Franquez, Solo. and Solo. Yeah, thank you for that again. And then uh, Jorge from GT. We're March 1st, right here on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Facebook Live page. We're going to take a, um, a Predator 6.5 horsepower new engine out of a box, and we'll take it phase 1, 2, 3, and phase Charles. 
Uh, if you would like to uh, find out more about what's happening with Dave Miller, he gave you some inside information about how you can get a hold of him going forward. Evil Ed will be back with us, as he always is. This is no podcast without Evil Ed. Um, hey, uh, one last thing. The Roadkill Night event at Tucson Dragway took place on January the 14th, and we had a blast. I've never been to a drag strip that has such a cool staff and owner. Jim Hughes does a great job there. Thank you, Jim, for hosting us. We went out there, and, and we, we, we put this event on, mind you, in about 45 days. I want to give a special shout-out to Dave Freiberger, Mike Finnegan, and uh, um, Elena, and all the, the guys at Roadkill and gals at Roadkill for putting on this event. And in 35 days, we had a crowd of about 4,000 strong. We had about 500 drag racers. 200 guys showed up for their car show. We camped out. We rode mini bikes. We haven't had mini bikes going down the drag strip. Um, it rained became a factor late in the day as a result and as a result of a few oil downs if you've seen any of the roadkill cars you know that they're not necessarily ready to go down the track every second so with oil downs and with rain not all of us had a chance to go down the track but i had frankenstein with me with pretty much a stock briggs flathead and a tolson carb and i don't know i think that's about it but d david revis came all the way from california to tucson stuffed his his bike in the back of a, a Toyota Corolla drove all the way to Tucson, slept in his car to come out and support. And rightfully so, he kicked my ass when we raced. That'll never fucking happen again, D. <laughs> I have a billet head. Uh, I've got a, um, a small engine repair uh, cam in there. I'm going with a slider, Makuni. Your ass is going down. I want to thank all you guys from Texas, El Paso, who came out. There's some local dudes from Southern California that came out with their mini bikes. I rode with many of you. Thank you for coming out. Uh, we're going to do it again next year. That was a great venue. And if it wasn't so damn far away, I would promote my event there. Because we could camp out. We can have bonfires the night before. We had a big screen and we showed uh, episodes of Roadkill. We had s'mores. We had beers. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. We raced. We ate. It was just what we talked about doing. So if we can't do it in California, we'll go to fucking Tucson Dragway. But we're going to do it. And who knows, Dave, maybe you'll be there with us as well. Uh, this is Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Hope you had a good time listening. We had a good time seeing you. And we'll see you on March the 1st. Thank you. Show.